Welcome to Under the Bleachers. I'm David Bleacher. And I'm Jennifer Bleacher. Uh, it has been... Uh, a week? A week. It has definitely been a week. <laughs> Since our last show. <laughs> yeah. We actually did it. We did it in a week. Woohoo! Go we Team Bleacher! It. Yay! <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a live show like I said it was going to be. Because you didn't feel like put on makeup. <laughs> well, actually, I had makeup on. And you took it off. And then I took it off. I was waiting. David decided to go install an air conditioner before we did the show tonight. And which, I'm like, okay, well. Which took me how long? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, i got to keep myself busy. So I'm going to get ready for bed and take my makeup off. And then he comes downstairs and says. Twelve minutes later. <laughs> and says, wait, aren't we going to do a live show tonight? And I'm like, hey, it's too late for that. <laughs> you got to give me some more advance warning. <laughs> so next week. <laughs> All right. Hopefully. So, uh, I guess we got to get to the show rather than talking about uh, makeup. Uh, what? We can't talk about makeup? All right. What's your favorite makeup? I don't, I don't have a favorite. I All just right. like makeup. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was talking about shoes or dresses, you'd be all over that. Yeah. I like makeup, too. I mean, I could tell you some makeup I like. I'm just uh, saying, in general, I don't, I'm not like, this is my own one and only brand, you know. What brand is that? I mean, like, I love Urban Decay. Urban Decay. We are available for advertising any time that... <laughs> You would like. Oh, that's she why really you're, likes it. That's why you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. We are not above get, being sponsored. <laughs> oh, it is impossible to sell out if your entire ideal of life is to make money. <laughs> you're buying in. <laughs> so, uh, so you want, you want to know about the shoes I like? Yeah. What, what shoes do you like? I really, really like Jambu and Birkenstock. Jambu. Jambu. Anytime you say so... Jambu, I think that old that old rap song. Jam on it, jam on it, j- 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 jam on it. Jamboo. <laughs> Jamboo. <laughs> it's J-A-M-B-U. They're so comfortable, but they're really, I think they're really stylish. Those I, Are those the ones that look like gladiator they, shoes? Yeah, they're like high-heeled gladiators. Yeah, you were having somebody was asking where you got those when we were at, uh, by yep. the way, Jamboo, we are available for advertising. Yes, Anytime we are. Like, I know we're already giving you an advertisement, but this is just a taste. <laughs> oh, there's so much more to come, Jamboo. <laughs> so much more. <laughs> So somebody at WSFA was asking about it? Yeah, or? they were asking uh, where you got the shoes. They asked you like five times, but you never actually gave them a site. Oh, no, seriously? Yeah, seriously. Jambu. Jambu is where I got them. Yeah, you said that, but you didn't like... Oh, yeah. like, wait, were they asking j- me live j- in person? Yeah. Why would I give them a site if they're asking me live in person? I just say the name. They can Google it. People don't Google. Or should, <laughs> should I say, oh, you need to go to www.jambu. Like, like, like I said, Jambu, we are available for advertising anytime that you would like. <laughs> it's silly. If you're having a conversation with somebody, you shouldn't have to give a website. You should just be able to have a conversation. You say, Google it, bitch. <laughs> or that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were. Thought you were, it was kind of messed up the way you just slapped her and then you just threw the word Google at I know. Her. I'm always slapping people, aren't Co- I? Constantly. <laughs> I'm, Endless. I'm just so mean. <laughs> Well, the way I usually find you, if I can't if I can't find you in the supermarkets, I just follow the trail of bodies, people holding their their cheek <laughs> from all the slapping. <laughs> so, so what you been up to this week? Um, it's you know just a normal busy week. I want to go back to that how mean I am for just a second though. Constantly slapping. Yeah. So, <laughs> at work today, a lady with a lady I work with was telling me about how another lady we work with. Like looked her up and down this morning and said, "So, you're wearing that today?" 
and that lady was you. <laughs> no, no. But I was, I no, was like, I said to her, gosh, that really upsets me that she said that. Like, how rude. And I still can't think of a comeback to that. Like, I'm, I said, I'm sure I'll think of a comeback later, but I still can't, I can't think of a comeback to that. Oh, somebody said it to you? No, no, to my friend. Oh, okay. So here's the situation. Okay, so... We're not supposed to wear jeans, right? right? Except for on Fridays, and we pay to wear jeans on Fridays. And it goes to, to um, a charity, United Way. It goes to United Way. So she was wearing jeans today because she wasn't in the classroom. She had to work. She had to do meetings and stuff outside the classroom today. So she wore jeans. And th- this woman looked at her and said, oh, you're wearing jeans today? Just very judgmentally. Right. All I could think of, it's none of your business that she's wearing jeans. Well, there are, but, a, couple, there are a couple ways to come okay, back to it. Okay, right. David well, always has good comebacks. What was, what was the other woman wearing? Sweats. Oh, well, she's Well, she's not a teacher, but still. All right, you say, I tried to dress down to at least get to your level. <laughs> or, the 80s called, they want their workout gear back. <laughs> <laughs> you go with that. I mean, there's so many. They're endless. Yeah. Um, I just kept thinking, it's not her business what you wear. I was hoping she's wearing something colorful. It'd be like, yeah. oh, looks like a clown puked on you. <laughs> See, i got to write these down. Okay. But even the, but that's the thing. I would never, ever say anything like that to anybody. I would. <laughs> yes, you would. Yes. Yes, you would. Because I openly say to people when I first meet them, I'm like, I'm an asshole. And then I set the ground for everything oh, I'm allowed to do from that point so on. So now you have permission to, exactly. be, to be yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Because if you start off like, hey, you're such a nice guy, I'm like, oh, fuck, now i got to play that role. <laughs> this person will, can never know. <laughs> People tell me that I'm so nice all the time, but like some of the times it's like, oh, I appreciate how nice you are. And other times it's like, wow, you're so nice. Like, you really need to like toughen up and not be so nice. Right. Yeah. Well, for guys, uh, the word nice is one of the biggest insults you can give to a guy, especially <laughs> really? if it's a guy who wants to date. So, like, if a guy oh. wants to date you, and you're like, oh, you're so oh, nice. Oh, you're such a nice guy. That's, a, that's, that's basically saying, <laughs> you are dickless. You, oh. you have nothing to offer me. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> come back, come back you know, when you have really something s- to offer. No, that's, you know what's really bad about that is maybe it's my older age, but I would rather be with a nice guy than an asshole. I mean, like, whoa, oh, wait, I, whoa, wait, hold wait, on. Let's, 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 wait a second. Let's clear this up here. Because <laughs> you are not an asshole to me. That's true. You're a nice guy to me. And hey, I would, wait a second. <laughs> it's, I'm saying it's not an insult. It's what I would look for. Well, actually, someone put it well. The, the, I read a while back. Um, they said, uh, it's not that women don't want nice guys. They don't want boring guys. And a lot of the guys that say they're nice guys are usually boring. Oh, okay. And I think that's, I think that's the problem is there's never distinction made. Like, you're nice and, and fun and exciting. Yeah. It's never that. It's, you're nice. You're a nice guy. You're always simpering. <laughs> Well, you're definitely not boring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I often actually, I wonder, like, why you're with me? Because I think I'm relatively boring. I mean, I think I'm very boring compared to you. And I'm like... You actually, uh, well, not lately. You have, like, a super active uh, social life. Uh, you're I doing do. stuff all over the place. I'm the one who's just stuck in a rut, going to work, go home, go work, go home. You went to WSFA with me. That's true. I did do that. But, but I tagged no, along okay, on your coattails. Here's the difference. Okay. So I go out a lot. I have a lot of friends. I go out a lot. But like when I'm out having fun, um, I'm usually just listening to people. I can't think of things to say. I'm just there listening to people, asking questions about them. You always have something to say. You always have a topic to talk about. Like that's the difference between us. 
Well, um, you're more valued in, in that way. I mean, I will listen to people, but unless they become boring, then I have to take over the mic, basically. Um, when when you're able to listen to somebody and ask them questions about themselves, you become the most interesting person in the world to them because they get to talk about themselves. Oh, so maybe people don't think I'm boring then. No, they think that, and that's also one of the reasons they think you're so nice is because you always show a genuine interest in them and they want to talk about them. Well, it's because I'm genuinely interested in other people. I get it. I'm very much a people person in that way. Sincerity is rare. It's like, it's gold. Oh, okay. That Um, makes me feel better. Because, you know, especially at WSFA last weekend, there are a lot of, like, characters in mm -hmm. the community, like, people who are just so cool and interesting and you just want to be around them, you know, because they're so fun to be around. And I think I'm totally not that person. (laughs) Well, as you know, I'm a secret introvert. Like, I'm... Yeah, like, uh, you're, like, out, like, we're in a crowd and group, you're, like, out there, party animal, having fun, being funny. And I can, I can, I can go between different groups and I'm able to talk and I'm able to, like, come with the snappy comebacks and all that kind of shit. But when I'm in private, I'm usually pretty quiet. Um, I'm reading or watching TV or, or playing video games, but I usually don't want to be outside. And in the introvert, the true introvert way, uh, crowds drain me. So, mm. like, I give it my all. But then once I've given it my all, I need to disappear. That's fun. And crowds don't, well, like, crowds of, like, friendly, happy people, they energize me. Crowds of strangers drain me. I energize myself and then give energy to people. Hmm, interesting. This funny thing is you said though like about you being an introvert Mm -hmm. like if we're at home you want to talk like all the time you want to (laughs) talk so it's not like you're not talking well when i'm when i'm home i don't want to be the only one talking i want to talk i want to have a conversation conversation. yeah i don't want to be in the spotlight at home like i'll perform in a little burst but i won't well i don't think it's that you're performing for us when you're talking to the family when i'm out and about in the crowd though i am Oh, okay but like at I, home, I, I, go, I turn back into Dingo when I'm out in the yeah. crowd, and when I'm home, I'm David. But you're still talking all the time at home, like all the time, and singing story, uh, sing, making up stories and jokes, and singing songs and making up songs. Like you're always, always going. When um yeah, I'm getting ready for work. That's what you're talking about in the mornings. But yeah. think about night. When at I night come too. Up, when I come in at night, we're like I'm entertaining and stuff at the dinner table, and then what do I do? Oh, and then we, we usually go our separate ways after dinner. And how often do I go, like, be entertaining after that? Every once in a while you'll come to me and say, I want to talk. Yeah, but... Every once in a while. But yeah, but usually like, we have family dinner, and then after family... And, like, all electronics have to be put away for family dinner. That's David's rule. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be a family. <laughs> good rule. Good Gotta rule. Got to do it once in a while. Nice parenting there. <laughs> Thank you. And then, <laughs> and then after dinner, yeah, we do, send, we do tend to go our separate ways after that point. Yeah. Usually. And then, and then I'm pretty quiet. The boys are usually going crazy, but I'm usually pretty quiet. And yeah. well, that goes on for about four hours. Yes, um, I come well, home for about an hour. And is then because after dinner, I'm usually only awake for another hour or two, and then I'm asleep. I'm still up and about though, and the boys are still about. The only time I get involved with the boys at that point is usually when there's an emergency, or Logan's crying, or or Jacob's making an incredible amount of noise. Yeah. But I let them. I let them. You know, be kids. By the way, the reason why I go to sleep so early is because I wake up super early to work out. Well, Four, the amount of drugs you take. 4.30. <laughs> what? You know, all the... You all know, the drugs I take yeah, to fall asleep. constantly doing heroin. <laughs> right after you slap people, you're like, ow, my hand hurts. I need some heroin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do take melatonin every night to fall asleep. Well, that's... That's, a, that's not I, even a drug, no, I don't think. Drug. I think that's just like... 
It's just a supplement. Well, you know, after my surgery, after my last surgery where I had my gallbladder removed, uh-huh. I did, um, I couldn't fall asleep without sleeping pills. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, you were, I was ta- you were taking I was taking Ambien. all kinds of different yeah. sleeping things to fall asleep, and then um, they weren't, I wasn't reacting so well to them, so my doctor put me on melatonin, and now I'm, it's great. I love it. Yeah. It's, you seem to sleep through the whole night. I do. But yet you're still tired every day. I am. You know, um, we don't know why that is. It's been that way for, God, I don't know, decades. Well, it's because you can't <laughs> absorb iron. Well, that's part. Yeah, I can't absorb iron. But even after I get an iron infusion, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna have so much energy. You're just not gonna know what to do with yourself." Even after that, I'm still tired. Well, just because they put it in you doesn't mean you absorb it. And you can uh, quote that for later. (laughs) 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 But actually, I don't know if I told you this, but one of the ladies from WLSFA, like. I mean, she's not part of the organization, just somebody I met. She's a weight loss surgery patient who I met online and who I talked to at the Bilsafe. She sells this product called Thrive, mm. and she's sending me a whole bunch of free samples, and she's keeps telling me it's going to give me energy. I don't like, know. I don't know either. Well, also remember Herbalife, uh, they got in trouble for a while because uh, they had, they had uh, I forget, it was like special uh, amphetamine in it. For when they first started out, that's why they first got sued initially, is because they it was basically filled with amphetamines. Really? Yeah, and that's and it led to heart murmurs and a whole bunch of oh, shit like no. that. So you need to find well, out I what's read, in that stuff. I read all the research, like all the stuff I could find available about it, and there were some people who had negative side effects that worry me, and I already talked to her about these. Um, but like all the all the stuff in them is natural. All the product in there, at least that they publish, is natural. Cocaine is natural. Okay, I don't know. We'll see. But I did read that some people, after they went off of it, they had withdrawal symptoms and headaches and stuff. So there's something in there that, that people withdraw from. I don't know. Right. So that that's if there's no withdrawal, that means it's either pulling out dopamine or it's... Uh, well, it depends on what the withdrawals are. Like, were they tired? Were they more tired afterwards? Were they uh, they were having he- They were having headaches afterwards. That sounds like aspartame. Like an aspartame-type substance. Me. No, I mean after they stop taking it. Like you know, if you go off caffeine, you get headaches. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was that kind. That'd of be an thing. upper. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm absolutely going to try it. I'm going to try it because I'm so exhausted all the time that I would like at this point I would do anything. I would try anything. So I'm going to try it. Okay. Well, and then I'll report back to you guys on how it goes. Right. So the what I'm worried about is some people said it made them nauseous. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so d- see, David knows. Like I was telling her, you don't get it. Like I get nauseous so easily she's like no 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 it'll be fine you get nauseous from looking up too fast <laughs> yes i get nauseous from standing up too fast i get nauseous from turning around <laughs> i get na- i get nauseous from sitting in a car yeah. like not in the back in the back seat absolutely every time but in sometimes the front seat, in the front moment. seat yeah, yeah. i get well, not na- sometimes i get nauseous just from laying in a bed and closing my eyes yeah, <laughs> like, I well, get nauseous I think, all the time. Well, you told me a long time ago that you had uh, your inner ear got messed up when you were a kid or younger. No, no, I was. I that was my first year of teaching. Both my eardrums burst. Yeah, but I, I was getting. I mean, I had been. I've this nauseous problem since I was a kid, so it wasn't that. Well, particular. you may have had something happen earlier when you were a kid. The same kind of thing, like an ear infection or something that could have fucked with your balance, which would have made you have a, a slight spin all the time. Like you tell me all the time, you get dizzy. Like. You're yeah. like, you don't get dizzy when you first wake up? I'm like, no, 
No, I don't get dizzy when I first wake up. Or like when you're extremely exhausted, you don't get dizzy. No, I don't get dizzy. I get so dizzy when I'm. I might get exhausted. double vision. Like I've been up for say 26 or 27 hours, I'll get double vision. Like my, I'll get a little shaky. Yeah. But I don't get dizzy. And oftentimes, when I lay down at night to go to to be, go to bed, and I first close my eyes, I feel like the world is spinning. Yeah, that sounds like you're drunk, but it's that that. No, it's just all the time. <laughs> just me all the but time. But that, that sounds yeah. like that's so, a, so that's a balance was, issue. That's so in the ear. What I was telling her, like, trust me, I get extremely nauseous, and she's like, no, no, it's gonna be fine. She what she said was that the people who are getting nauseous are the people who are taking it and then not eating anything. She said, take it and then eat something, and you should be fine. So okay. we'll see. We'll all see. Right. All right. So uh, besides nausea and everything. Uh, what have you been doing this week? Well, school's almost over, so just finishing up the school year. We still have, after this week, we still have two weeks left. Most people are done this Friday, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. We still have two weeks left. And then I have another week on top of that of training. Or the pe- so. you're talking about the people from high school and stuff? No, like people on Facebook, my friends on Facebook. They're like, oh, kids are off school. Either today was their last day or tomorrow was their last yeah, day. Yeah, we have a weird thing here where, like, you guys it have the, really shortest, the shortest summers of anyone outside of, like, six-week schools the, the year-round. Yeah, we have, like, six weeks off in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a month and a half. Yeah, a year-round school would be very beneficial to you because you'd actually have the right amount of yeah. uh, I, I Yeah, I don't know why it works out that way, but it does. Because so, year, year rounds, by the way, for anybody who doesn't have them, they're six weeks on, six weeks off, six weeks on, six weeks off all throughout the year. No, no, no. But not you exactly. would do two tracks as a teacher. Okay, I worked at a year round school in Los Angeles, and I worked three months. So I worked July, August, September, and then I had the month of October off, and then yeah. I worked November, December, January, and then I had the month of February. So three off. month one. Yeah, three months on, one month off. That, and that, that's and that what happens that's four times, right? Happens three, three t- times. Three times, and then you get new students. I really loved it. I would totally do that again. It yeah, was that nice. Sounds, that sounds you awesome. work three months, have a whole month off. Work three months, have a month off. Especially in California, where the weather is nice year round. Yeah, here it would kind of suck if, if February was my month off instead of summer. Well, you just it do would the totally suck. You do just do the mama bear thing and just stay inside and curl up and it would totally and suck. It would, it would love be, to hibernate. <laughs> I want to go to the pool and hang out outside where it's, when it's warm and like yeah. Oh, I would, it's warm. It would, it would, like <laughs> our winters <laughs> winters here are so bad and like yeah, it would t- be terrible to be off in the winter and have to work during the summer. Oh my god, that would no. Mm-mm. Well, that would be just one of them. That'd be one out of the out of the three. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> So we took your mom out for her 84th birthday. Yeah, we went to a place here called Aunt Mods, which, which we love. I love. I love it. it's a good it's a good place. It's really good. Um I had a uh I think Wabyu Wabya Wabyu uh prime steak, the Wabyu steak, I can't remember. Top swirling. My mom had the prime rib. And uh I had chicken. It was wonderful. You had chicken and we uh we had a friend uh Donna who took who took us out. Actually, she took us out. Yeah, she took us out. Donna um, did. My Baba's Baba is David's mom, so Baba's friend Donna took us out, and she's really cool. She's awesome. Um, she she's been really into prints lately. Now here's the it's funny. It's really funny because she didn't know really anything about prints outside of the fact that he existed and he was like a like a pretty little guy. She, and she's older than us. Like, what do you say, fifties maybe? It had to be because she graduated well, high she, school in the eighties, early eighties. 
Or okay, she's, or, or she's, seven, late seventies. Late seventies, early eighties. Well, she was married in the yeah, married in late seventies. Yeah, young, and she, yeah, but she was in her, she was like nineteen in the late seventies. So any, anyways. So let's say she's so 20 and Prince 80. <laughs> was very popular, like at the time of her life, where she you know she would have been into him, right? But she wasn't into him at all. Didn't listen to him at all until he died recently. And then, and then she saw uh, all that, her friends were posting stuff about him. Was that one particular video where he did the um, the cover of My Guitar Gently Weeps? Yep. So she so she clicked on that. That was the first Prince video she'd ever seen in her life. And she's like, "Oh my god, he's so good." So then she like <laughs> went down this spiral of in, like watching all his music videos. What was the movie that she watched? Uh, she watched when all Doves Cry. She, she watched uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. She watched uh, when Doves Cry was a song in it. Oh, sorry. Um, she watched Under the Cherry Moon and uh, what was the other one? Was it Graffiti Bridge? I can't yeah. remember. So her like excitement about it. It's, it was cute. It was yeah. really cute. She like got the whole catalog. <laughs> yeah. So she would like. She she talk, told us about it. We're like, oh, that's nice. And we moved on the conversation to other things. And then we should bring it back to Prince again. <laughs> We're like, wow, you're like really into Prince. <laughs> it was cute, though. It was really cute. She wants David to do a portrait of Prince. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it for her. I, it's not like Prince. Is, I like Prince. Prince was never my my favorite of all the of all the artists, but I, I did like him. Um, so I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do I'll do my goddamn job. <laughs> She's done so much for your yeah, mom. She has. Like we would do anything for her. I would. Yeah, absolutely. Um let's see. Jacob got lice. I know. Oh my god. So I get this call. My phone rings like early in the morning. It was weird like at nine o'clock in the morning and my kids were like, well that's weird. Why is your phone ringing? So I answer it and it's and they said your son's on this line. So I, I pick it up and I'm talking to him. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, just three weeks ago, our youngest had lice. Yeah. Was that only three weeks ago? It, yeah, but it was long enough ago that this should not be happening again. Yeah. Like, I, I, and at that point, I, like, cleaned the entire house and washed and dried everything. Like, you know, I did everything. We shaved his head. Right. Yeah, so, so my kids were like, so I said to Jacob, okay, I will get a sub and I will come pick you up. And then my kids were so upset. They're like, no. <laughs> you know, because I was off for like three days yeah. to go to WSFA. So they just got me back for Aww. a few days. Like, yeah, they were so upset that I had to leave. Um, so then I, I, but I had to get him. Well, they got you Tuesday through Friday last week and then Monday, Tuesday this week before that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Or did it happen Tuesday? It happened Tuesday. Uh, I can't even remember. Yeah, it was Tuesday because Wednesday Jake was sick. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, you're right. Okay. So then I brought Jacob home and took him out to the backyard, shaved his head. It's yeah. just the easiest way to deal with it. And he actually looks really good he now. He does. He didn't used to. When we um, we did this before when he had uh, life when he was much younger. He was about Logan's age. And we shaved his head, and his head was uh, way bigger than his body um, and and not as well-formed as it is now. Now, he, now we shave it, and he looks like a, he looks like a young adult. He's yes, he does. It's it's scary. He's only thirteen, and he looks he eighteen. Looks, he looks like he's eighteen. He's got my thing. Yeah, that's where I was. I yeah, used to he does. when I was fifteen. I used to do beer runs for my friends because I, I looked like I was twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> he looks really good though. He was worried because he does that those videos that he's really popular. On. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. We talked about it last week's show. But he does those videos, and he the and, musically ones. Yeah, the musically ones, and he thinks a lot of it has to do with his hair, like the way the why he's so popular and why the girls like him is because of his hair. And he was afraid that people wouldn't like him anymore with the <laughs> shaved head. But he's still a good-looking kid. I don't know. The girls were going crazy over uh, what's his name um, when he played a skinhead. 
Who? Oh, what the was American History X? Uh, what's the dude's name? Yeah, I, I know talking. The guy about, who was in um, Fight Club. Yeah. Edward. Norton. Norton. Thank you. But people liked his head shaved. Yeah, the the girls were going crazy. Well, remember he got himself all built and he was all like well, flexy. Yeah, so muscular. Yeah, but he was talking skinhead shit, and they were like, "Oh no, he's just too sexy," and they wanted to go watch the movie again. That was a messed up movie. That was I mean, he did an amazing job, and it was a cool story, but oh, it's hard to watch. Really, that really one hard to watch. sound of the teeth uh, on the curve. Uh, yeah, that uh, actually, I remember mm, it. I know. And I remember it's, nothing. That's like one of those things you just don't forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, anywho. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, then the next, you were talking about Jacob got sick. Yeah, then the next day we were getting ready to go to school, and Jacob says, I'm going to throw up. And then he, like, throws up into a trash can. I'm like, great, now he's sick. Yeah. We, we thought, okay, should we send him to school? Like, is it just, like, a one-time thing, or is he going to be sick all day? We're like, we don't have time to take off from school. He's yeah, 13. I, yeah, I said to David, I I cannot afford to get another phone call and have to get another sub. Yeah. I said, he's old enough to stay home by himself being sick. And the, and he really genuinely was sick. He slept till noon, he said. I still don't understand the whole thing with lice. Like, it's just have the kids stay at school throughout the day. Don't let them touch other people. And then... Well, the, no, the lice could uh, come off and go on to other people and carpet and all that stuff. No, by the time you notice the lice, it's already like four or five days in anyway. So, why not just let him go through the day and then shave the head? You know, it's funny that one time he got lice when he was five, so like eight years ago, I uh. thought that would be like the one and only time in my life I'd ever have to worry about it. I can't remember. I don't think I, I ever. I never had lice growing it. up. Well, we have never a, we ever. Ha, we have a problem here in, in yeah in Nevada. The we, school schools. We've got uh, like it's, it's resistant. It's resistant yep, to the shampoos to, and all that other shit. Yep, we can't. Yeah, we're having a hard hide time. Hide your children. Hide your wife. <laughs> here comes the lice. <laughs> so basically, uh, the. The lice problem has been going on, though, for months now. Oh, all it's year. Been, all yeah. year. We had a big, like, thing in the fall where they, like, anybody who had any, had any kind of fabric furniture in their classrooms, like chairs, couches, things like that, mm. we had to get rid of them. Bean bags. We had to get rid of everything in our You should guys schools. just have, like, a school we were told, shaving. We were told, um, don't let the kids sit on the carpet. Like, yeah, it was, it's been bad. It's been a bad year. That's, like, I wonder, I wonder how long they'll last. Like, do they last? I don't the, know. Uh, do they last through the winter? Do they get well, worse? This, yeah, it was all, I mean, it happened all winter long. Well, it's in the school. Maybe the school needs to just, like, I'm shut I'm getting down itchy air. just thinking about, I'm, like, scratching my head. <laughs> <laughs> David's, like, reassured me that I should not get it because I take you a shower and wash my hair every, every day, day with yeah. hot water, so. And I'm not sure about how often Jacob actually sh- washed his hair. Yeah. Like, he may have run we, water through it. But. We, we require him to shower and wash his hair every night, but we don't. Every other, every other. We don't look in on him and make sure he's actually doing it. We just have him <laughs> do it. <laughs> like, boom, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise inspection. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> um, you've been working out a lot. Yes, I have. Well, I have a new goal. So, as you know, I had weight loss surgery. What? I know. I'm shocked. never mentioned it. Ever. I never, ever talk about it. You're right. I lost 130 pounds with that. Um, so I got down from 323 to 193, 195, that range. Like, it just goes back and forth in that range, two-pound range. Um, and I just stayed there for over a year now. I stayed there. Mm-hmm. And I've decided to, like, I never got to my goal weight, which was 165. I'm about five eight and a half, And I decided 
to stop worrying about the number on the scale, but I'm still not happy with the shape of my body, especially with the excess skin. So I decided to focus on weight training and weightlifting. I'm really, really inspired by fitness models and female body lifters. Um, so I'm trying to research as much as I can on what to like, what to do. Do you want to get all bulky, like where I you have the neck where you can't turn and it's hard to wipe your own ass because your arms are sticking too far out? Well, it's it's almost impossible for women to get to that point. Like no matter well, you're gonna, how hard you're they work. Try. I'm going to try. <laughs> you're going to become I'm like China? I am going to try. <laughs> I'm not going to take drugs. I'm not going to do anything like that. But I'm 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 working with a friend right now who, who has pretty much accomplished my yeah, goal. You don't, you don't want to get penis clit. That's what happens to women when they take steroids. They get that. They get that. That. that they get a penis. They get, not a penis. Penis clit. Or the, basically, their clit, well, their clit is a thicker, little penis. Yeah. Well, it gets thicker and like longer. A little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you I ever, don't. You ever see that China porn? No. Oh. Oh. It's. It's. It looks like a. Um. Looks like a. a turtleneck. Like. <laughs> okay. David will be showing me pictures after the show. <laughs> That's something I need to see, like a car wreck. <laughs> um. No, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking any drugs or anything. I'm just just totally natural. Just seeing what I can accomplish with this body. We talked about plastic so no more surgery. Heroin, the, the, the no more heroin. Okay. I, I'm done. <laughs> we talked about plastic surgery last week, and that's still an option. But I want to see like where I can go. Like it's like a science experiment almost. Like this is my like body vehicle. What can I do to it to change the shape of it? Like it's just I'm just kind of experimenting with it right now. So, yeah, so I'm working out like crazy. You're right. Yeah, you have been working out like crazy. Yeah. So are you sore? Are you, does, I'm you very feel, sore. Are you feeling the changes happen? I don't know about that. Did you get your first period? <laughs> the change. <laughs> the change is happening. By the way, you need to help me out with some tape measuring because I want to, like, track. The, the What I'm tracking, what I'm using, tools I'm using to track is going to be tape measurements and photographs. Okay. So I need to do that. So lots of nude photos? I'm down. I already, well, I got, did I show you my little outfit? I did. My yeah, little yeah. outfit I got for. You're tracking. I was going to, I was going to get a bikini. Yeah. But. I thought the strap on was excessive, but. <laughs> but it just, it, the bikini looked so awful. I just, I just couldn't do it. So I, I switched to like short shorts, like workout shorts, short shorts uh-huh. and a cute sports bra. So that's what I'm using to track the photographs. Um. Let's see. Uh, By the way, if you're interested in following like this journey of mine, this my new adventure uh, journey, journey, uh, my new adventure. That reminds me, I didn't mention it. Wait, oh, I'm, but, <laughs> oh, fine. You, just... you can follow me on YouTube, Jennifer Bleacher. All right. When we were at WSFA, yes, I counted. Oh, powder types. People said journey. <laughs> journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure hundreds. It was it was well over two hundred. Yeah, yes. sure. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate that word. We need a different word. I always say adventure. I try to always say adventure. But well, I mean, you could go with something that's close to journey, which is sojourn. Sojourn. That's a good one. But it makes you sound all fancy. Go ahead and yawn at me. <laughs> I tried to bite him. Didn't work. It's too far um, away. There's uh there's Sarah's word process. <laughs> process. Our friend Sarah from from Canada. Yeah, she, <laughs> she says she, she, she says process. Process. <laughs> like process. Process. <laughs> and she always talks about her process. <laughs> I wonder what she does when she processes food. Does she have a process for processing? <laughs> um Let's see. Uh, we have the Minnesota movie meetup for the Warcraft movie coming up on the 11th. 
That'll be with uh, people from uh, Convert to Raid podcast. That's Pat Crane. And uh, from Torn Think Tank, this is Jules. Uh, and I made some cards for them, uh, for Alliance and Horde cards. And they came out pretty good. I'm I'm excited about going on a trip with you. You know, I never played World of Warcraft, so I really don't know anything about it. Well, the movie's Warcraft. It's not World of Warcraft. It's uh, basically on, on what the um, games were when they first came out, the storyline of the first games. They changed some stuff. It's getting uh, it's getting beaten up pretty badly as far as Rotten Tomatoes go. Oh, really? But the people who have gone to see it, like it came out in France already, and the yeah. people who have gone to see it that are fans of the, of the franchise uh, say they really like it. See, I'm thinking I'm going to like it, even though I have no background knowledge about it. Yeah. Just because usually when David says, why don't you check this out, I end up loving it. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy. Well, Game the, of Thrones. Well, like, this one is closer to um, Lord of the Rings as far as the, the, the type of creatures and things in it. Um, but the politics are different. It's not, it's not like the orcs aren't all bad. So okay. there's, there's a little bit more depth to the, to the orcs. They're more like, um, think of them more like Native Americans. Okay. Rather than as... Well, I'm keeping uh, an open mind. More as than Genghis Khan's tribes. It's also our 15-year anniversary. Yeah, is that right? Is that right? We, we got married in 2002. 2002. Oh, no, 14 years. 14 anniversary. year anniversary. We've Sorry. known each other 15 years. You're right. So, so it's, it's also around like just a couple days before we leave. Yeah. So, so, so what'd you get me? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I tell you? No, you get it. I almost got you. <laughs> like, almost <laughs> a, in her face, she's like, she, she crinkled off. She's like, um, I got, oh, wait, well, wait a second. <laughs> and I almost said what I got you for your birthday and not this. But oh. Bad girl. Yeah, my birthday mm-hmm. comes a month after that. In July. I already know what I'm getting you. Oh, really? Uh-huh, I do. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. You always tell me how hard I am to shop for. Yeah. Well, this thing came up a few months ago, and I'm like, I'm getting that for David on his birthday. Yeah. What was that? that I'm not going to tell you. You'll, you'll find out. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any clues. <laughs> so, uh, was, it, was it last night? Logan, um, you came in with Logan, and Logan was crying. Oh, he was hysterical. Oh, he felt so bad. So, so we, I, so yeah. Okay, so I was getting ready for bed. Like I was washing my face, and like we usually brush our teeth together. So he was in the, hanging out in the bathroom with me, and then he was he was kind of pulling on the hand towel rack. Uh-huh. So it's like it's like a ring. It's like a big huge ring, um, <clears throat> and he was pulling on it, and it came off the wall. And his eyes got like huge big saucers, you know. And he was yeah. like, Oh, I'm so. <laughs> It was an accident. Don't tell Dad. <laughs> I'm right next yeah, like uh, Dad can hear you yelling. Don't tell Dad. <laughs> so, so again, the the tears were streaming oh, he felt, down his face. God, he felt so bad. <laughs> so he immediately went to a uh, Logan. It's okay. Mistakes happen. It was just an accident. I know you didn't mean to. You know. <laughs> At first, I was trying to say to him, see what happens? This is why you don't do that, you know, but he just... He's like, I see exactly what happens. It's the end of the world. He didn't need to hear it. He knew. He knew. Uh, Boy, so cute. He's such a sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. He's so sweet. I keep coming in when you're 
last couple nights when you go to sleep and he's falling asleep on my side of the bed. Yeah, he just started doing that. And I, I pick him up, and last night he was kind of still awake a little bit because I could hear him like messing around with one of his little robot things. Yeah. And uh, so then he pretended he was asleep when I came in. <laughs> he's like, I'm asleep. Close his eyes. <laughs> he's like squints real hard. It's funny. He like, he's like pick me last up, night he said to me. I just want to lay next to you until you fall asleep. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he's 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 like you. He's a bit of a night owl. Like, yeah. I fall asleep so easily, so early. But he, he just, like, stays up. He lays in bed and just, like, talks to himself. Yeah. Fiddles with a little toy, whatever little toy he's taking to bed. Usually a little Transformer. Yeah, he's obsessed with Transformers. But he uh, he's a lot like me. It's crazy how much, like, I'm, I'm watching myself grow up. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I think he's sweeter than I was, though. I, I, maybe well, I was sweet, but... Yeah. Say, like, you, it's like watching you grow up if you had a healthy family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if... if it's, it's an alternate version. Health, healthy home life. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching uh, from my dad's point of view, if my dad was there... <laughs> to, and a good guy. Watch, and a good guy to yeah. watch to watch it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I keep watching these... Uh, Things for Overwatch. There's a game, another Blizzard game, uh, Warcraft being one of them. This other one called War uh, Overwatch, and it came out yesterday, I believe. And I've been watching these little shorts, and uh, like one of them's dragons, and this last one was uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, seventy six or Soldier seventy six. But Logan is so into them, they because they look like Pixar movies. He's he's into the like into the advertisement. Well, they're they're kind of advertisements. Preview. Yeah, they're basically they make these little um, these little vignettes for each of the characters. Okay. So like, and they go with different media. Like uh, McCree is one of the characters in it. They went. They made like a digital comic for him. Um, for uh, Winston, you saw that one with the big gorilla guy. Oh yeah. Um, for that one, they did uh, the like Pixar looking short for it. And they did a couple of Pixar shorts, that being the Dragons one, too. That one has a very Asian feel to it. This one has kind of a Mexican feel to it. Like, uh, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of this. There's, um, Adam Carolla does this bit uh, called The Three Mijos, which is uh, the Mexican mother and, and how she calls, uh, usually in, like, a, a movie where there's, where there's some, uh, she has some son that's, that's uh, she's so proud of him when he's young. She's like, oh, mijo. And Isn't then, that like little like darling or well, sweetheart? My boy, my son. Oh, son. Mijo? Mijo. Is, mijo. Mijo is yeah. son? Yeah, Mijo is son, my boy. Oh, I thought they said it to girls too. Mija. Like, oh, Mija. Okay, yeah. sorry. So she, so like if she's really proud of him, she'll be like, no, Mijo. Okay. So then uh, he, he gets a little bit older and then uh, and then he, he gets in a little bit of trouble. And she's like, Mijo. <laughs> and then like... Later on, you know, something really bad happens. He gets into drugs. He ODs, and she opens up the door, and he's dead on the floor. And she's like, "Mijo!" <laughs> so, anyway, the, I don't know why, but the Overwatch thing reminded me of that because it takes this place. There's like the little girls getting in trouble. She's like, "Go on, Mija, go get me groceries." And so the little girl like goes off, and and she comes across some gangbangers, and I just imagine the the Mexican mom going. Mia, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, the gangbangers steal her little bit of change. Is she Spanish or Mexican? Yeah. Okay. She's okay. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's it's undescribed. It could be Venezuela. It could oh, be Spain. Yeah. It could yeah. be Puerto Rico. Some it, kind it, of Spanish. Yeah, it's like a Latin feel to it. Okay. 
So uh, she goes off and uh, she comes across the gangbangers. The gangbangers are like kicking this robot because there's these uh, sentient robots in the game. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you know, you can commit whatever violence in robots, doesn't matter. And they make the robot look really sad. And he's like, oh. And uh, they're like, come here. Come here, Abuela. You know, whatever. Abuela's grandma. Yeah, come here, grandma. (laughs) They're like, come here. And hit hit this robot with the bat. And there's these big guys, you know, with the leather and the mohawks and shit. And uh, she, of course, she's like, mom's going to be pissed if I don't, if I, my mom's going to be so mad if I don't go get groceries. She's a little changed first, but Uh there's a little character on it. Uh And of course, they like get annoyed at her and they start playing keep away with the, uh, with the change person. And they run off with the change person. She's like, no, I need groceries. Uh And then she goes off, like, uh, I was about to run home, but she runs after them first. And then uh, there's more of them coming around the corner and then this mysterious guy with like a visor and 76 on his back comes around the corner and he basically beats the shit out of all of them, shoots them and all that shit. And then, uh, uh, he comes back and, uh, the, one of the guys throws a grenade at him and okay. it goes, it goes to I the, to, wait, 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 okay, okay. It goes to the foot of the girl Okay. and the guy looks back and he's like, ah, you want to go after the bad guys, but the girl with the grenade. So then the next scene is like him, uh, grabbing like like uh, sliding along the ground from the explosion of the grenade, and then you see him like slowly get up, and then she like comes out of his arms, and you see that he'd saved her life, and so uh, this is important because, uh, and then he, she goes, "Are you one of them?" Points to the posters on the old posters on the wall where the Overwatch people were the uh, the heroes from back in the day that had been outlawed, and then uh, he goes, "I used to be," and uh, she goes, "Are you a hero?" He goes, I used to be, and then walks walks off, and then she goes, you're a hero to me. And then Logan's like, oh, he's a hero! Oh, <laughs> yeah, Logan's really into heroes. I had to explain the story, because that's yeah. why, he was because he was entranced that whole well, time. So that's the game you brought home at dinner tonight? Yeah. And he was... Like he, oh my god, he was so excited. <laughs> you kept but, okay, it. <laughs> have to, yeah, he was so so excited. He was like, "You got it! You finally got it!" <laughs> but it doesn't like from your description, it doesn't really sound like age appropriate for. No, it's a, it's a teen based game, but he's he played with the beta, and it's it's cartoony violence. It's I mean, I've seen just as bad in a Disney movie, honestly. You okay. know, I trust Lion King. They throw they throw the lion off the the thing, and then the buffalo run over him. You know, I mean. And Pixar, the toys were about to go into, in Toy Story 3, they're about to go into the, the pit, and they're oh all in hands, and they recognize they're about to die. Uh-huh. Kid shit is, 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 is cruel sometimes. <laughs> it can okay. get real bad. I, tr- I trust your judgment. I've always trust your judgment on video game stuff. To, to Logan, it's basically a big guy with a shield, and he's like, I want to be the guy with the hammer. Oh. You know what I mean? It's, it's, okay. We let him watch Transformers. It's worse than that. So, uh, I guess we got to move on to... World news? News. Of the world. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, interesting thing popped up today in my feed. Uh, From the BBC, 50% of misogynistic tweets are from women, Twitter found out. Are they posing as men, or are they just in general misogynistic women? They're in general misogynistic women. They're... um, they looked for, I think it was two words, they looked for slut and whore. And uh, half of all misogynistic tweets posted on Twitter came from women, a study suggests. Over a three-week period, Think Tank Demos counted the number of use, uses of two particular words as indicators of misogyny. 
It found evidence of large-scale misogyny with 6,500 unique users targeted by 10,000 abusive tweets in the UK alone. Twitter boss Jack Dorsey has said that tackling abuse is a priority. The research comes as UK MPs Yvette Cooper and Maria Miller, Stella Creasy, Jess Phillips, alongside former Liberal Democrat Minister Joe Swinson, launched their Reclaim the Internet campaign in response to growing public concern about the impact of hate speech and abuse on social media. The campaign has opened an online forum to discuss the ways to make the internet less aggressive, sexist, racist, and homophobic. By the way, there have been like a thousand of these type things and they never do anything. Um, anyway, I found it was interesting because they did the study. is basically like, here's a, here's a neutral study. And, they, and everyone's been blaming men all this time for being real shitty to women on the internet, but it's half of them are women. And they're using the words they were using for slut and whore. Um, it looked at international tweets and found more than 200,000 aggressive tweets using the word slut and whore were sent to 80,000 people over the same three weeks. Uh, in addition to our policies and user controls such as block mute and our new multiple tweet reporting functionality, we work with civil society leaders and a academic experts to understand the challenge that exists. That's what uh, the Twitter's head of trust and safety, Kira O'Connor, told them. Um, so I found that I found that interesting. Uh, that is interesting. I, I guess uh, I could see that that women are mean to other women. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's so unfortunate. Like, I've often looked at men and their relation, the relationship men have with other men, and then the relationship women have with other women, and it seems to me like if women could unite the way men unite, like we could be so much further ahead than we currently are. Not just further ahead. Uh, I think that if women are able to unite in the way the men that unite, I don't think there would be as many differences uh, between m women and men, and then there wouldn't be like men wouldn't feel like they're walking on eggshells, and women wouldn't feel like they're that they're uh, like lesser in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I think that if if like the way guys can can even if they don't like the other guy work as a team and without the st the backstabbing because there yeah. is backstabbing among guys but not when something important's happening when something important's happening guys tend to pull together and women tend to pull apart well well i'm just going back to when i taught sixth grade for that one year mm -hmm. like the girls the sixth grade girls like their fights would go on for months and months and months and go back and forth she's my friend she's not my friend now they're they're for, they're like excluding me like all the time it was awful and the boys would have a fight punch each other yeah and then it was over with because there's there's if you get in a regular fight uh -huh. there's an end somebody wins somebody loses the points made and you move on and you they, but they didn't have hurt feelings and it didn't go right. like all the feeling emotional stuff and the the like that didn't go on for months and months and months with the boys like it was just over well because there is an end i mean a punch and a fight is an end so yeah so and i feel like i don't know I, ever, ever since then, I've just been more observant of how women interact with each other and treat each other and how men interact with each other and treat each other. And it seems to continue on later in life. Women are extremely competitive with other women. <laughs> right. And I don't know. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the next story. From UPI, another Florida fuck-up happened. Veterans Affairs in Florida... Wrongly declared 4,000 veterans dead and stopped benefits in Tampa to their families. 4,000? <laughs> yeah. 
That is a fuck up of monumental like, yeah, proportions. Yeah, like how does that even happen? No, the real messed up thing about that is that you know they have to look into each thing individually. So they'd have to eat individually, right, deceased, and then go through the normal military function. To 4,000? Correct. I don't get it. Like how that could possibly happen? All right, Washington, May 26, UPI. This is from the stories, but it happened in Tampa. Some 4,000 U.S. military veterans and their families stopped receiving benefits over the past five years after they were wrongly declared dead, the newest in a string of problems to emerge from Department of Veterans Affairs. The VA said benefits were mistakenly terminated for 4,201 veterans from 2011 to 2015, but subsequently reinstated. Just in 2015, benefits were incorrectly terminated for 1,025 veterans. The mistakes were largely due to employee error or wrongly interpreted data by the department's computers, the VA told U.S. Rep. David Jolly, Republican uh-huh. from Florida, after several veterans were wrongly declared dead in the Tampa area. Why did it take five years to fix that problem? It should take like <laughs> one month of, hey, you, uh, you took away my benefits last month, but I'm still alive. Uh, probably looked in the, I'm guessing if the people called in, it'd be like a individual cases and then bureaucracy took effect. Jesus. And probably went through like oh how many gosh. layers of Dante's hell to get to the person yeah. who could change it. Probably they had to get to that representative to actually talk to somebody who matters and they probably told them all to go fuck themselves. The, the person See, this dead. is the, like the stuff about bureaucracy and big government that drives me crazy. Like I'm a Democrat, yeah. but this is the kind of stuff that drives me insane. I hate bureaucracies. I'm with you. I agree. Wait, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, every year, about 400,000 veterans and others receiving VA benefits die, and their p- financial compensation is canceled, Jolly said in light of the information about the false deaths. He will ask the department to annually review its roster of veterans receiving benefits. So, anyway. So, he, what he said is, we're going to add more bureaucracy to the current bureaucracy. Yeah, what, he, what he's saying is that we're going to put a check system in there so that they don't just go through, but... What he's also what's also kind of messed up about that is that um, there means they're looking at it a very uh, as a very small case because it's literally one percent of the amount of people that yeah, die every year. Which is interesting. Four hundred thousand veterans die every year. I mean, I'm assuming that's all veterans from World War II and others receiving and, VA benefits dying. So okay, that so counts then, all the families like, okay, too. Okay, yeah, and that's a that's a lot of deaths in one year. Well, yeah, four hundred thousand, almost half a million. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, it seems like a. Well, let's see. We have two hundred. What? Roughly three hundred million people. That's in the, ten times the the city that's closest to us. Ten times that size. That's true, but it's for the entire U.S. and and wherever they live in the rest of the world too. So US that's three hundred. So that's three hundred million uh, people we have in America, and then four hundred thousand be what? Uh, less than one percent of that. No, three hundred million. Or is it just over? Yeah. Oh, three hundred million. Okay, I yes, see. Yes, three hundred million. Okay. So roughly one percent, but that's still yeah you're right. I don't know how many people in total die every year. Seems like a lot. Yeah, that, yeah, it does seem like a lot. Anyway, uh, this one's interesting, and that's why I put it last because this one takes a little bit of uh, explaining. Okay. All right. New York Times wrote Peter Thiel's secret word war. Yeah, Peter Thiel's secret war with Gawker. All right. First of all, who's Peter Thiel? Peter Thiel's a billionaire. Okay. And I'll get into it. But in 2007, Gawker outed him as gay. Can you remind me what Gawker is? Gawker is a series of uh, smaller sites uh, that have the umbrella of Gawker, which is Gawker Media. So um, Kotaku, Deadspin, um, Gizmodo, 
a bunch of websites. Like websites? Yeah, uh, Jezebel. Um, are these like, what kind of websites are these? Well, it depends on the type. So each one of those is a type. So Kotaku is for video games. Jezebel's for like uh, uh, women gossip. Like the hardcore uh, SJWs, they go to, to Jezebel. The man-haters, the true man-haters. Okay. Um, Deadspin is for, for uh, gossip and sports. Uh, Gawker is is basically like TMZ, but not as accurate and real vindictive. Okay. Um, Gawker's the main one. So Gawker said that this billionaire was gay. Yeah, and they like outed him by using like a like he'd been with an escort, and then like they got the escort and paid him off and that kind of shit. So so is is it true? Yeah, he is gay, but he they outed him. Okay. So this happened in two thousand seven. Uh, he's a billionaire, and he's the type of person that understands that revenge is a dish best served cold. Okay. Because it is now 2016, yeah. and he is the person who was behind Hulk Hogan's uh, funding for that trial against Gawker, where Hulk Hogan won $140 million. Now, let's go into the details. Okay. Principal players. Gawker, Nick Denton, who's the owner of Gawker, Peter Thiel, billionaire targeted by Gawker, and Hulk Hogan. A couple years ago, Gawker outed Peter Thiel as gay by naming a male escort he was using, and some other stuff. A few months after that, Gawker and Deadspin, owned by Gawker, posted the Hulk Hogan sex tape and refused to take it down when asked by Hogan. Thiel, after being embarrassed by Gawker, secretly funded Hulk Hogan's lawsuit against Gawker. We didn't know this until a couple weeks ago. Uh, in which a judge, in which he won a judgment of $140 million. Nick Denton cried out to the media that someone was behind the funding of Hogan's defense because, and here's the fun part, Hogan's lawyers removed all claims that would have allowed for Gawker's insurance to pay out the instance of a lost case. The $140 million has to come from Gawker itself, not from insurance, because they took out everything that would allow the insurance to be involved. Wow. Which he could have won substantially more, but they wanted to hurt Gawker. Wow. And not the insurance. Uh, Gawker's total worth is just about double that. So they they uh, have to pay it out, and they do because of Florida laws. Even if they appeal, they have to pay out first. Wow. Um, Nick Denton personally has to pay out $10 million because of extra da- damages. And he's worth, I think, uh, I think he's worth... Like 50 or something? 50 or 100 maybe? Um, so, let me pull up this uh, other so, story. So, wait, Nick Denton. Oh, oh, the guy. Yeah, okay. the, the guy who's Who the owner. Who works for Gawker. The owner of Do- Gawker. The owner of Gawker, okay. All right, so, I found this other article. I was going to pull up the New York Times one, but I like this one more because this guy, this guy really gets into it. Peter Thiel's reminder to the Gawker generation, actions have consequences. And this is from... Uh, that uh, doesn't give me the name, I'm sorry. Uh, every time I write a piece about Gawker, and I've written a few, I pause before I hit publish. Once I take a second to check what skeletons are in my closet, that my personal life is in order, and that my facts and figures are straight, I ask myself one last time, am I sure I really want to do this? If there's time, I say a quick prayer, too. This is what one does when they decide to cross a powerful person or entity, especially if they've been attacked before. As someone who has felt the vindictive wrath of Gawker, I've had my emails hacked and leaked, been known, called a known fraud in a valley wag headline. I can tell you it's not an easy decision to call out someone whose resources are inversely proportional to their scruples. 
Usually I proceed, but I do it fully aware of what I might be in for. What's even more interesting to me, and something that seems to get lost every time the Gawker Hydra rears up from its new Lernian, Lernian lair in the Flatiron District, is that this same calculus is necessary regardless of who you choose to speak up, speak out, who who you choose to speak out or go up against. I think speak out against. Uh, you got to be sure you're ready for what might happen because actions have consequences. Although most people I talk to file this little piece of wisdom under common sense and consider it a fundamental fact of life, the folks at Gawker never seem to have considered it. Like your typical bully, they got very used to other people being afraid of their power, but never bothered to respect power and influence of anyone else, which is why they've come to find themselves staring down the barrel of a $140 million court judgment. They can't pay millions and they, they can't pay and millions more spent on legal fees. Gawker pissed off the wrong guy. After needlessly outing and maliciously antagonizing the billionaire Peter Thiel in 2007, Gawker made an enemy whose patience and dedication to responding tit-for-tat rivals the, count, rivals the Count of Monte Cristo. Mr. Thiel made it his mission to not to get mad or to get even, but to drive Gawker out of business by funding lawsuits on behalf of victims who had had their privacy even more egregiously violated than his. He calls it one of the most philanthropic philanthropic things he has ever done and I wouldn't disagree what better way to give back the body to the body politic than to fight to remove a pernicious cultural cancer and now he's one not just one but one on such a Greek scale that the only thing missing is a Thistian feast where gawker writers are fed the flesh of their own family I would love to see Mr. Thiel do his version of a much deserved Cartman impression here um, there's an old South Park episode where he uh, made uh, this one kid eat his own parents. <laughs> but instead of appreciating the poetry of this combumpence, the same media pundits who decried Gawker's cruel publication of the surreptitiously recorded Hulk Hogan sex tape, the people who have criticized Gawker's awful outing of other gay figures and its unending snark and avarice, are suddenly pulling back. It's alarming that a billionaire would attack a media outlet like this, they say, using the legal system to settle scores will have chilling effect on all free speech. This is nonsense. First, everything that Mr. Thiel did was illegal. Nonprofits and philanthropists sponsor lawsuits all the time. It's a common ethical way for victims to get justice, especially against deep-pocketed corporations or big institutions. Besides, it was a jury and a judge and Gawker's testimony that made the ultimate decision. Mr. Thiel's funding is just... Just put it in front of them. By the way, their testimony, Gawker's testimony, was fucking ridiculous. All right, here's the question they asked, and I want you to tell me what you think they use as an answer. How young is too young to put uh, to go after a, a celebrity's kid? Eighteen. Four. Ugh. He said, oh, I don't know, four. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Four. That's exactly what he oh said. <laughs> Guy is a fucking prick. Yeah. I hope he fucking burns. He really deserved this. So anyway, this whole story has interested me for months, and I've been yeah, following the I, whole thing because of it. Huh, interesting. It's the first I've heard of it. Well, I didn't, you know. Yeah, save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I pulled up the Rod Tomatoes. Rod Tomatoes uh, thing on World of Warcraft. The last thing, the last bit of uh, news I had. I think it's tracking around thirty three percent among the critics, but still ninety five percent of the people want to see it. So okay. And I've been reading uh, different reviews, and 
it looks like it's positive the people who like who like Warcraft and also the people they took who weren't into it at all. They said they liked it as well. So sounds like the critics are going are going to be um, are going to be vehemently against the audience in this one. So that leads that leaves. Uh, the last thing I wanted to do was to ask you a question. Yeah. What horrible or bad thing happened to you when you were younger that, looking back, was one of the best things that could have happened to you? So I know he, so David texted this to me earlier today so I could think about it. But here, okay, here's my answer. (laughs) Okay. Did bad things happen to me when I was younger? Yes. But... I can't pinpoint one and say, like, I'm so glad this happened because later the outcome was better. Not even so glad this happened. Just basically when you look back, you're like, without that one thing happening, none of this other good thing, these other good things could have happened. Like if you got married to Yavuz, for instance. Okay. Well, I guess what I was going to say is, I don't know, I guess ultimately whatever led me to move to los angeles and to meet you and marry you and have our family and have our kids like that that is it mm-hmm. and i think it was the relationship i had with my father the bad relationship i had with my father so the something horrible happened that yeah. that actually turned into something good yep okay that's a good answer uh for me i had an ex-fiance and she had a miscarriage she was incredibly abusive to me. Yeah. Um, the miscarriage, we both cried over it. It was a very sad event. But looking back, I'm so happy we didn't bring that kid into this world. Mm. Um, yeah. It was in a, I was in a bad place emotionally and financially. She was in a horrible place financially and always emotionally. Um, we, we were not good together because she was cruel and physically, emotionally and physically abusive to me. And I was, you know, I, I got a mouth on me. So, like, this would have gone on back and forth and gotten worse and worse as time went on. Um, and the kid could have ended up with one parent. Uh, it yeah. was like looking and back. Then, and then it's, let's say that she had custody of the child and like you had um, shared custody. So you got the child on weekends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then that would affect our life. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. We like probably we, we probably just had to stay in LA. Well, you and I probably wouldn't have gotten as far as we did. We, if, if yeah. That, happened. that too. I would have, yeah, I probably would have been lonely or alone for the rest of my life. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, so that was, that was a horrible thing that turned out to be one of the greatest things that could have happened. Mm. Cause there was, you know, there was, I'm just happy that uh, another, another, uh, kid that wasn't, I wouldn't say wasn't wanted, but shouldn't have been was not born yeah so anyway i was i was thinking about that today i thought that was an interesting question so if anyone else wants to answer that question you can always uh write us at uh utv podcast at gmail.com you can uh, hit us up on facebook or twitter Um, so again the question is what horrible bad thing happened to you when you were younger that looking back was one of the best things that could have ever that could have happened Yep. Okay. You want to read the launch? No, you, you read. My eyes are blurry. Oh, you're dizzy? <laughs> I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> are you nauseous? <laughs> Not nauseous, just dizzy. Okay. All right, the launch is. Um, explain what the launch is again because you. The launch is we want to send you out on a positive note of energy out into the world, and here is our positive note of energy for you. <laughs> positive note of energy. The launch is never let the future disturb you. 
You will meet it, if you have to, with the same weapons of reason which today arm you against the present. Marcus. Marcus Aurelius. Still my favorite. So, uh, as I said, you can follow us on UTB Podcast uh, on Twitter at UTB Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Under the Bleachers. You can get old episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and many other podcast apps. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Hasta la pasta.